everybody. Howdy, buzzards. This is Macy. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. Killers. <laughs> never not a laugh, see? Oh, I feel like we have just been, because we had like the week without the episode, and now yeah. we had like a long weekend where I wasn't here, we're recording late. It just feels like it's been so spacious. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. It's, it's like been- since like Christmassy time. Yeah. That was the last time we took a break like that. Oh. I, I'm happy we're back. I know, me too. I love this. <laughs> we, we did our test, guys, our little testies. That's our what we call them. testies. Um, <laughs> and we both were like, oh, we're back. Yay. So, yeah. And then we did the stereotypical thing where we proceeded to sit in front of the microphones and just talk about our own lives. And like not an stop hour. recording. <laughs> you, I mean, they're probably like, thank God. Thank God it's not part of the episode. <laughs> they already talked yeah. a lot. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, guys. Listener month. I love this month so much. Thank you to everybody who submitted cases for us. I I mean, at least this case that I'm doing right now, I didn't know anything about it. And it like, I was like, what? What? The little bit you told me about this, I don't know if I'm ready. Oh, I was like, I was, I'm so confused. Anyway, guys, this um case that we're covering today, I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. I was going to say, don't jump the line. No, dude. but I'm not going to jump the line. Just but I'm, babe, uh, I'm sorry. it was um, suggested to us by our lovely, lovely friends over at the Stephen Queens. If you have not listened to their podcast yet, yes, go do it. Do it. They are really awesome. They talk about a lot of really awesome horror movies, and we just absolutely adore them. So, um... We are excited to share their case that they wanted us to cover. Mm-hmm. And now, what are we drinking, Nicole? We <laughs> are drinking the Rocky Horror Picture Show Zinfandel, <laughs> which is honestly, I normally am not a huge fan of Zinfandel. I like it. This is really good. It's like crisp. Yeah. Does it's, that make sense? It's not as tart as most reds. Yes. I don't, and it's not giving me um, dry mouth. Yes, it's yes. not going to be dry mouth. It's got good mouth feels, guys. It's got a good mouth feel. All the mouth feels. <laughs> it has on the back. It says, "I see you shiver within." <laughs> it's like written I out. See you shiver. <laughs> There's a, that's in his song. Yeah. Sweet trends, let's die. Doctor Frankenfurter. I love it. <laughs> it does not say what it tastes like. I did not come prepared. For this. Did we look it up? No, I did not. Oh my <laughs> because God. as we were talking about it, I was like. This says nothing about what I'm it gonna tastes look it up right like, now, so. and it literally just says, "From stage oddity to cult phenomena, the Rocky Horror Picture Show has provided a rock, a Rocky and roll experience for generations <laughs> of creatures of the night. It's time you joined them. So put on your fishnets and let there be lips." <laughs> it literally says, "Let there be lips." Okay, uh, I think I found it. Oh, 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 girl. What? This is a strong one. How much is it? 15.3%. What? 15. Oh, shit. I picked the wrong one today. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. This is going to be a fun one. It's so good, too. I'm going to drink this so fast. I'm trying to find this. I found something, but it wasn't what I wanted it to be. But, guys, the bottle is so cool. It's got the, the Rocky Horror lips on the front. Oh, I love it. And if you turn it around, it's got a... It's got Oh, is he laying in the lips? Yes! I love it. Okay, this says the anticipation. 
<laughs> is over. Mm. Ah. A wine that's fit for Dr. Frankenfurter himself. Seductive, saucy, sinful even. We're talking Zinfandel. And we just can't wait for you to get your lips on it. <laughs> California's homegrown star grape, known in Italy as Primitivo, is always a juicy crowd pleaser no matter how you dress it up. This one's from Lodi, a very in-demand little town that may be thousands of miles away from Transylvania, but it, but it sure knows how to make killer wines. Ah. <laughs> Perfectly sipped at your next showing at the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but a word to the wise. Dear Rocky Horror Zinfantil Virgin, the bottle's not going to stick around for an encore. <laughs> Doesn't really say what it tastes like. I was gonna say it still. It still really didn't describe what it tastes but, like. But I was like sinful even. I love it. <laughs> it's so cool. My actress is saying that I'm an actress. I'm an actress. Mm. Also, I wonder is it Lodi or is it Lodi? Lodi. Lodi. Guys, tell us. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not. That's California, right? Yes. There's. Th- like I said it was very far away from Transylvania. <laughs> I was like, no, it's in Transylvania. <laughs> No, no, Macy. (laughs) That's not right. Um, uh, We should do like a mouthfeels thing on the scale of one to five. Five being all the mouthfeels. Yes. I'm so down for this. One being semi mouthfeels (laughs) or like no mouthfeels. I'm so down for this. This has all the mouthfeels. This has all the mouthfeels, guys. Five out of five. (laughs) Ten out of ten. (laughs) Together, ten out of ten. (laughs) That's going to be how we rate it. It's out of 10, but we each get to go to 5. Oh! So, like, we rate it on a scale of 5, and then it's a total out of 10. <gasps> so, like, I could give it a 3, and you could give it a 5, and it could be an 8. Perfect. Guys, you just heard our creative minds. In <laughs> Welcome to the development of Buzzkillers. This is what <laughs> we just do. So, yeah. So, Macy, what are you going to screw up my mind with today? Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> ready? <laughs> You've told me very little about this, and the little I know makes me want to scream. I gotta put this glass in. Okay, to read. <laughs> we are talking about the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. Oh, man. Uh, I've got some conflicting info on his birthday, like, right off the top. <laughs> oh, good. Wonderful um, start. <laughs> he was born in February of 1979. That his information picture. is correct. Okay. But I saw two different birthdays for him, the 11th and the 26th. So, uh, in February of 19, 1979, <laughs> he was born. Somewhere in February. <laughs> um, He grew up in Pickerington, Ohio, and he graduated from Picker- Pickerington. I, sorry, I'm having a hard time with this. Pickerington High School in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he was good at sports, especially tennis. People thought he could, like, be semi-pro i mean i'm not really sure how that works but (laughs) cool um never played tennis (laughs) he was like a good student he was really close with his mom Mm -hmm. um and he decides after high school to pursue a career in medicine um because his mother as a child like she was a nurse and he was just inspired by her which i was like oh that's so cute oh i love that um so he got a bachelor's degree in microbiology from Ohio State University in mm-hmm. 2003 um, and then was accepted to and enrolled in Ohio State University College of Medicine in 2004 because you don't go to medical school until after mm-hmm. your <gasps> Bergs. I just 
didn't know what that was for a <laughs> second. Birds. Can you tell it's been winter? I, like, <laughs> there are birds outside the window. And All I was you like, hear is like, what? <laughs> howling winds. Um, yeah, because you, you have to get a, a bachelor's degree before you go on to medical school. And then you have to do your residency. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do any special, like, um, special like a specialization. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go be a podiatrist, then you yeah. go to podiatry school. Like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the time of his disappearance... Um, he was in his second year of medical school, and he was 27 years old. Okay. Um, before, I mean, I, I, they didn't really say when this happened, but his mother had at some point been diagnosed with cancer. Oh. Um, and she and Brian, I guess, spent a lot of time in the hospital, like, together. He was always visiting her, and, like, because he was also going to medical yeah. school, so he wanted to, like, be around. Um, and people <coughs> kind of said that this made their bond, like, even stronger. Like, they were already Aww. close, but they got even closer. And in March of 2006, she lost her battle with cancer um, and passed just three weeks prior to his disappearance. You know, I'm just glad she didn't have to live through that horror. Exactly. And we're going to talk about how horrible that was because it gets, gets worse from here, friends. Um, so Brian is obviously devastated. Um, but people said that he was, like, handling it. Yeah. Pretty well. Like, he didn't seem to be, like, like, obviously he was upset. But But he he didn't seem, like, falling apart. Falling apart. Like, something that would, like, make, I mean, I don't know. His mom had also, like, paid for this big spring break trip prior, it was like a Christmas gift or something, prior to her death. Um, and it was a gift for him and his girlfriend. Um, and I'm, God, if I butcher this name, I'm so sorry. His girlfriend's name is Alexis Wagoner. I think it's Wagoner. It's for Waguner, but I think it's Wagoner. <laughs> um, and this trip was to <laughs> Waguner. <laughs> I don't know why that hit me as funny. <laughs> no, I think Wagooner. it's Wagoner. Because um, it has two G's. So it's W-A-G-G-O-N-E-R. Wagoner. Wagoner. Yeah, and that's what I think yeah. too. But I was like, well, I guess it could be Wagoner, maybe. I mean, who knows? I'd picture if it was Wagoner, I'd say two O's. Two O's, yeah. Okay, cool. I have it right there. <laughs> um, and this uh, this big trip was supposed to be in Miami, Florida. Okay, so they have this big trip coming up to Miami. Um, and his girlfriend, Alexis, was also a second year medical student mm-hmm. at Ohio State University. Go Buckeyes. That <laughs> is for my brother-in-law. So <laughs> I don't really follow football, but there you go. Um, she was a second-year medical student, and um, at the time of his disappearance, she was visiting her family in Toledo. Okay. So she wasn't alone. Um, and this flight was booked for Monday, April 3rd. Okay. But he was planning on proposing. Oh. So I, that's what, like, is kind of speculated. It seemed like there were signs that it was heading there. So that sucks, but it's also sweet that he was going to propose to her on this big trip. Okay. My heart hurts. So here we go with our timeline here. The day is March 31st, 2006. Okay. Um, Brian goes to dinner with his father. His father's name is Randy and his younger brother, Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, and Randy said in later interviews that he was confused as to why – Brian had plans for later that night. He was planning to go out with friends. 
And um, he was confused by this because it had been finals week the previous week. And he'd been, like, pulling all-nighters and, yeah. you know, just studying his butt off. So he, he thought he'd want to sleep. But he didn't really, like, say anything about it. But he just mentioned that he thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so after he leaves dinner with his brother and father – he goes out with a friend, and his friend is named William Clint Lawrence. I'm going to call him Clint. Okay. And I read somewhere that this was his former roommate. Um, okay. I only read that in one place, but they're either way, they're friends. Yeah. Um, and so they go, and I love this name, this place. They go to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Oh, my God. For drinks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the greatest thing I've heard. <laughs> I know. Ugly tuna saluna. A tuna saluna. <laughs> did they, <laughs> just did they like serve lots of tuna or they, is that just the name? I think it's like the, like the vibe. Interesting. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like that, um. Smelly fish? No. <laughs> like, um, I'll show you a picture of it. it, it I feel like there would be like big statues of guys in the raincoats like you know and okay like, you know like a fisherman's kind of a plate like with all this like it's like a tacky. fisherman's lodge yeah like it's kind of like tacky with all of like the pictures they'd have that little fish on the wall that you press the button and it sings to you and yeah like things like <laughs> that yeah 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 um but it was uh, it was not a restaurant it was a bar okay um and so they are seen on security cameras and so it's like kind of i'm going to kind of explain the layout of this building it looked like because I can only see it from, like, the video. Okay. It looked like there were two floors, maybe, this thing. Or that this thing was on the second floor. Maybe, like, the bottom part of it was a restaurant. I'm not really sure. Um, but it looked like there was parking down at the bottom. And then there was an escalator. And then okay, you walked into the restaurant. But then I've also seen pictures of, like, like the f- door at floor level. Like, at, like, street level. So I'm not sure if you could maybe get in at two places or something yeah, like that. But maybe, either way. Maybe you open that door and it's just stairs up or yeah, something. Yeah, or something like that. So I think th- th- either way, they had to park downstairs, take the escalator up, and then walk in to the building. Okay. So, like, the security camera caught them coming up the escalator and into the building around 9 p.m. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, And this all kind of takes place in the arena and short north arts districts of um, Columbus, Ohio, guys. This is where um, Ohio State University is, if you don't know. Um, and it's like kind of this, it takes like 40 minutes to walk. I like looked it up. I like found where all this stuff was on a, on a map. Oh, cool. Um, okay. It's like a 40 minute walk from where they started at the Ugly Saluna to where they end. Okay. Um, so it's, I mean, it's a pretty good distance, but mm-hmm. it's all within these, like, couple of blocks. And did they, like, stop in between? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. talk about that. Um, but for those of you who live near or in Columbus, Ohio, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I did my research. Um, he spoke with Alexis on the phone around 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Said he loved her. Got off the phone. All seemed fine. Yeah. Um. And his friends said that the that the bar was like so packed, the ugly tuna saluna was so packed. There was like a band, and like it was the end of finals, like people were partying. Yeah. Um. So Clint and Brian left the bar to go walk up these blocks, 
and they would stop. It was like a bar crawl. They yeah. would stop at bars on the way and do a shot. <laughs> Every bar they stopped at. Um, and eventually they get to, I, they didn't say where they were finally, but they ended up meeting a friend out whose name was Meredith Reed. Mm-hmm. And she drove them back to the Saluna at 1.15 a.m. Or around 1.15 a.m. Because okay. they are seen <clears throat> on surveillance cameras coming back into the building around this time. Okay. They kind of go their separate ways in the bar, getting drinks, whatever. The bar starts to close around 2 a.m. And Clint and Meredith cannot find Brian. They looked in the bathroom. They looked all around. Couldn't find him anywhere. And then finally the staff start ushering them outside. They have to go. They wait for him outside. They call and text his phone. They just assumed that he went home. No. Never leave your friends out, guys. Guys, if your friend is going to leave early, you're going to know. Yeah. They're going to find you. They're going to tell you, hey, I'm taking an Uber. They're going to text you. They are going to call you. They're going to something. They're not just going to up and leave you so you think they're dead. That's not normal. Or they'll text you when they get home. Yeah. Or like something like that. And just like, hey, guys, wasn't feeling well. Headed out for the night. Like, have fun. Like, boom. I'm home safe. Something. That's And he seems like a pretty responsible guy. Yeah. He's a medical student. Like, you have to be responsible. <laughs> I mean, I feel like maybe I don't. Maybe I'm remembering. <laughs> um, so, Brian was last seen wearing jeans, a blue or green striped shirt, and tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. The next day, April 1st, Alexis cannot get a hold of Brian. She keeps calling his phone and keeps going straight to voicemail. Oh, no. Um, she calls his father, Randy, around 7 p.m., I'm not sure if, like, Alexis came home, but there was something where she had said, like, she hadn't slept in his bed. So, like, I'm not sure if maybe she came home or, like, or went to his apartment or something. Yeah. But it looked like his bed hadn't been slept in, and his found his car was found in the parking lot. Of the Ugly Tuna Saluna? No, of the apartment building. Oh, of the apartment building. But he had, I don't think he had driven his car to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. I was going to say, I thought his friend drove. Yeah, exactly. And it would have been like a really long walk back to his apartment. Not a long drive, but a long walk. Long walk. Um, and I mean, you said this was 2007. Six. 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 Yeah. Six. So like Uber wasn't really a thing. No. Yeah. I mean, a taxi Taxis maybe, were. But you feel like you're in the arena district. You're kind of near the college, right? If you're mm. kind of near the college, you're kind of near all of that apartment housing. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway. <laughs> On the morning of Sunday, April 2nd. His father reports him missing. And on April 3rd, 2006, the date of his flight to Miami, he does not show up for his flight. This is when investigators are checking other flights to see if maybe he left on his own, maybe, you know, checking their security footage, seeing if he had been in and gotten it on a different flight or something like that. No. His credit card hasn't been used phone hasn't been used so they go back to the bar their first instinct investigators is to go back to the bar where it started they pull all the surveillance footage from the night that brian went missing and he can be seen in the parking garage all the way into the bar both times yep the second time you see him going up the escalator with clint and meredith at Uh 115 he was smiling 
talking with them, having fun. And the last time he is seen on the security footage, he's on. Oh, it says the top level of the bar. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't read that in a hot minute. Um, <laughs> and the last time he's seen on this footage, he's on the top level of the bar talking to two girls. Um, it looks like he's possibly says goodbye to them. Um, and heads back towards the entrance of the bar around 2 a.m. when they close. Okay. And there are two security guards standing right there. Yeah. Um, Sergeant John Hurst said, um, and this is from investigationdiscovery.com, mm-hmm. we see Brian go off the camera and we're unable to locate him leaving the building. There is no footage, absolutely no footage of Brian leaving the building from any of its exits. Was it like one of those things where it was everybody was leaving because they were closing and it was too busy so they couldn't spot him? Or was it just like they literally could not find him? Do you know? They could not find him. I don't like this. I already don't like this. Every exit of the every exit of this place, because apparently, where the ugly tuna saluna was, it's no longer there. Um, okay, was in like a kind of a high crime area, oh so no. every single entrance exit had a bouncer. Had well, no, not a bouncer. Had a security camera. Oh, a security. And camera. then there okay. were multiple businesses up and down this same street. That also had the same amount of security cameras. And none of them catch him leaving this building. What did he do? Flush himself down the toilet? What? I don't know. I wasn't there. Freaking Harry Potter style? I have like no theory about what happened to this guy. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We will theorize. (laughs) We will theorize at the end. Um, There's a theory that maybe he could have changed his clothes and, and left undetected. But one, he didn't have any sort of bag with him he would have had to like bring the bag and like store it there no one had seen him earlier in the day um wouldn't his friends see him carrying a bag if he was carrying one wouldn't it be difficult to do this if he were wasted yeah like even if he had like a sweatshirt like you would have seen it tied around his waist or something where would he hide these clothes yeah he would have had to have gone to the restaurant to hide them yeah like prior in the like earlier in the day it's not impossible but it's but it's kind unlikely. of it's kind of un- improbable. Um, so investigators went through every single exit, everything, looking for an area where he possibly could have slipped away and not be seen by somebody. Um, and the only door, door, <laughs> the only door where he could have left unseen like that was an emergency exit that opened up to a construction zone. Like an active construction zone. Oh. Um, and then this is from the lineup. Guys, if you don't like follow the lineup, you should. They're amazing. I love the lineup. Um, <laughs> so this, this exit opened up to the construction zone. This is a direct quote from them, which police believed would have been difficult to safely maneuver through even sober and during the daytime, let alone in the dark after a long night of drinking. Yeah. Oof. Okay. okay. Like I said, investigators also checked other security cameras from other businesses, and none of their surveillance cameras caught him either. Um, 
obviously they got in contact with Meredith and Clint. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both told the police that Brian had gone up to talk to the band after their set. He was like um, a musician. He played guitar and stuff. Yeah. So he like wanted to talk to them. Um, and the musicians were questioned, but they couldn't provide any clues. They're like, yeah, he talked to us, but we didn't see where he went. We yeah. were packing up. They're trying to leave, too. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, police asked all of Brian's family and friends to take a polygraph, which they all did, wow. and passed. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I read ahead, and I was like, <laughs> um all of them said to police that they had no reason to believe that Brian would just disappear. He was but successfully well so far he was he had a great girlfriend. He was supposedly sp- about to propose, like they were going on vacation, they had plans. He was in medical school, like he Why was would he just doing go? well for himself? Why would he just up and leave? The two women that were speaking to Brian prior to his last be- time being seen on surveillance camera, they were found. Yeah. I couldn't find their names anywhere, but they were found, mm-hmm. and they were questioned by police, um, and they were cleared of any suspicion, but they were not asked to take a polygraph. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I, this makes me feel weird. Sorry, this is what I was laughing about before. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> This is kind of about the time that investigators learned that Clint and Brian argued at the bar. Don't ask me about what, you guys. I don't know. I couldn't find it anywhere. So if any of you know what they were arguing about, or if maybe I'm just crazy and this isn't real and this was something dumb that I found somewhere, tell me. But I don't know what the fuck they were fighting about. How did they, how did they find out that they had an argument? I think through his brother or through Clint himself. But I couldn't find anywhere what this fight was about. That's so weird. They had exchanged words. At the they bar. exchanged words. Um, <laughs> the police asked Clint to come in and take a polygraph. And he quickly lawyered up and refused. The lawyer contacted the police and informed the officers that he would not be taking a polygraph. And that he in- informed them of everything that he knew and had nothing else to hide. Polygraphs aren't even admissible in court, my friend. Like, if you've got nothing to hide, just take the polygraph and get it over with. And according to Brian's little brother, Derek, um, Clint was also, like, being rude about Brian prior, like, like, after his disappearance. Was, like, making sly comments and, like, being negative about his disappeared brother. Dude, your supposed friend is missing and you're being a dick. But they didn't have any evidence to tie Clint to Brian's disappearance, so they cleared him of suspicion. I don't think I would have cleared him that fast. I would have kept him on my suspects list. I mean, he probably is, but at the time, they really couldn't do anything. Like, I mean, maybe if they got evidence to, to prove that he was a part of it, but it all seems very weird. Like, why wouldn't you want to help your friend? Yeah, why would you feel the need to lawyer up? Uh, They had his entire family take a polygraph test. And I think even Meredith took one. Yeah, like, you you were with him last. Of course they're going to ask you. Like, just because they ask you to take a polygraph doesn't mean you're automatically a suspect. Exactly. 
like very strange you should want to help your friend lawyering up straight away is odd i mean i guess you can say like people have been burned by shit like that before and like okay that's true but like he's your friend wouldn't you want to help him there if you're innocent that i mean i I guess this is like not a innocent group to run into but if you're innocent then the the evidence should prove you're innocent exactly even if like that thing comes up as you being like false or whatever yeah because like like i said they're not admissible in court for a reason because they have a tendency to sometimes be wrong yeah so if if there's even if it did like you said even if it did bleep him and say he lied lied they could discover otherwise in actual evidence mm-hmm. but this is just Weird. a kind of like tick him off and say okay yeah like check off he's good i mean good to go like he cooperated we're good we don't need anything else from him it's just weird. But now you've lawyered up and you look suspicious. Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Don't, Don't be suspicious. suspicious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after this, they decide, the investigators decide to start focusing all of their efforts on trying to find Brian. Um, And at one point, there were up to like 50 officers like scouring the city looking for him. Wow. Yeah. Um. They used cell phone towers to try and find his last phone signal, which was around 2, 2.10 a.m. on the night of his disappearance. Um, and it was from when Clint had texted him, asking him where he was. That was the last time his phone pinged. But where did it ping? Did it, it say? <sighs> See, it, um, mu- it must not have been anything useful because it probably would have said otherwise. Yeah, I think it was, it was probably, probably just the bar. Near the bar or in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they brought in dogs to search, to cadaver dogs. They brought them into the Saluna. Couldn't find anything. They searched the city's sewer. Could not find anything. They searched various city dumpsters. Could not find anything. There were rewards put out. First $25,000, and then it went up to $100,000. We have never gotten a viable lead. Um, Randy even consulted a psychic medium to help find Brian. Oh. Um, the medium... What's his brother back? That's his dad. (gasps) Oh, his dad. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The medium told him, and this is um, a direct quote from Dispatch.com, that Brian's body was submerged in water held down by the whirlpools that form at the base of concrete bridge posts. Very specific. That is very specific. Did they dredge lakes? Or... Rivers. Brian lived less than a mile from the Olentangy River. So a dive team went to the river. And please tell me I said that right. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they went to the river and Randy went himself and they waded in. Couldn't find him. Oh. They opened up a tip line and received tips that Brian had been seen in several other states. There was a woman in Michigan who called that said Brian was her server at a restaurant. He had a name tag that said Brian S. on. And then when investigators initially showed up at the restaurant, the owners were, this is also from Dispatch.com, coy claiming no one named Brian worked there. Um, I mean, you could just look at employee records of that. It was later confirmed that the waiter was not Brian. Okay. Um, the waiter that she had that she thought it was Brian was not Brian. <sighs> there was a tip that he'd been seen in Sweden. 
That's so random. There have been tips that suggest that the person on the phone knows where his body is. And they've told people several times, like, oh, his body's here. They go, look, it's not there. I hmm. stop wasting tip line time. I know. If you do not have a credible fucking tip, do not pick up the phone. Right. Um, and all of this like big man hunty kind of stuff happened because his dad was like really active in the media. Yeah. Like, calling for people to look for his son. Um, Eddie Vedder, the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Holy shit. W- which is one of Brian's favorite bands. Even like stopped mid concert in between shows in or in between songs. Sorry. In a concert in Cincinnati. 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 Um, to to ask for people to come forward with information about his disappearance. That's awesome. Yes. That's really great. That's I'm sorry. That's just really cool. That That's a good thing to do. Yeah. You have a voice. Why the fuck not use it? And that's it was this guy's favorite. One of his favorite bands. Yeah. Like. You just want to help. That's a good way to get the info out there. That's yeah. cool. That's cool of them to do yeah, that. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Brian's apartment was burglarized one month after his disappearance. And, like, investigators and his dad, like, really thought this was going to, like, lead to some sort of clue. Like, it had something to do with his disappearance. Yeah. It did not. Did they figure out who did it? It was just some random person. They just, like, kept were watching the building and, nori- and noticed that nobody went in or out of that apartment. Oh. Broke in and, like, stole a bunch of shit. I mean, it's helpful that he noticed that nobody ever went in or out. But at the same time, dude. Mm-hmm. Weird. Oh. Um, nine months after Brian's disappearance, on September 23rd, 2006, mm-hmm. Alexis called Brian's phone. And she had called every day or night since his disappearance. Oh. And it always went to voicemail. That breaks my heart. But this day, it rang three times. Don't fuck with me. She called the phone again, and there was no answer. Well, like she called when she called again, it, it rang again, or just it just went straight ma- straight to voicemail again. It, that's all it said. <sighs> the phone uh. did ping a cell tower in Hilliard. Which is like 14 miles from Columbus. So investigators called the phone company to find, like, to get more information about this. And um, the phone company revealed that it was a glitch that the t- cell tower sent out looking for the signal on the phone. And it was not, his. it didn't mean his phone was on. Oh, so like it just happened that this time she called it glitch, so it sounded like it was ringing. But it was it wasn't on. Yes. How does that happen? I don't know. Freaking technology, guys. <laughs> yeah, the glitch in the system created the dial tone. I still would have been like, "We're going to search the." Area. I know, I know. <laughs> I wouldn't have cared. I'd be like, "Glitch or not, I'm going to search." <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um. So Randy, and then like he like befriended a bunch of families of other missing persons, missing adults. That was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Like missing children's cases are very different than missing adults. Yeah. A lot um, of times it's harder to get people to take missing adults seriously because they could they're, just go. They, they're an adult, and they're like, "That person could have just hopped on a plane." Like. Yeah, they could just not want you to find them. Yeah, like, like they could have just up and yeah. left and disconnected. Um, uh, hang on. Okay, there we go. Um, he 
He and these other families lobbied the Ohio state government to reform state law regarding missing persons cases with the help of Kevin Miles from Crime Stoppers. Cool. Um, and this led to Ohio having like a more organized protocol for investigating all missing persons cases, not just adults, but it increased their um, their efforts in those cases as well. That's awesome. Um, Nothing good has happened so far. And his family <laughs> always maintained that there was no indication that Brian was depressed and would have killed himself or hurt himself. And his father always believed that foul play was somehow involved in his son's disappearance. <sighs> Sadly, in the fall of 2008, um, Randy was killed after a what? severe storm um, broke a tree limb from a tree in his yard when he was picking up debris and it fell on him and killed him. Oh my god, talk about a freak accident. That's awful. Just before this, he had written to Clint and Meredith urging them to come forward with any info. Um, he thought maybe Brian had convinced them maybe not to say anything and they'd been trying to keep quiet for Brian's whatever. That never letter never no. got answered. Oh. Um, and there is a woman named Lori Davis. She's a family spokesperson now. She said that before his death, Randy had become obsessed with finding Brian and sometimes called her up to 30 times in a day to talk to her about evidence and theories and clues and stuff. Oh, that poor man. He just wanted to find his son. Um, oh, I can't even I can't even imagine that feeling of just not knowing. And now Derek's alone. His yeah. brother's gone. His, his mother's gone. dead and his father's dead. And there are no answers as to what happened to his brother. Um, in an online condolence book that th the family had set up for Randy. Yeah. Um, there was a message that said, To dad, love Brian. Parentheses, U.S. Virgin Islands. Parentheses. This renewed all sorts of hope in the investigation but it turned out to be a hoax. That fucking asshole. Um, investigators determined that the message had been um, posted from a publicly accessible computer in Franklin County, Ohio. I literally hate people. Yeah. Shitty Why people. would you do that to somebody? Like his brother all of a sudden his is like, my brother? He's alive? His brother has nobody fucking left. And you do that. And you think that's appropriate. Oh my God, I can't stand people. That's horrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's so weird. I wonder if they got him, I wonder if they get, can get those people on any, there's got to be some. Probably I think impersonation. I was going to say, I think there's, something. there's got to be some kind of charge that like, um, like wasting police time, some Ugh. stuff. Like I'm sure. Cause they, they get you like on filing false reports and stuff like that. So that I feel like there's probably something. It might something. be a variation of filing a false report. Yeah. yeah. Um. Another tip eventually came in at around that time, too, that Bri Brian's body could be found just outside of town in a field, a field off the freeway. They went and searched where that person said to find the body, and it was not there. I hate this. So here are s some of the theories that people think could have 
challenge frank one there were um there was kind of rumors that the medical field and career was not really his dream it was his parents dream um and that he left to go to florida to be a beach bum and then he had written on facebook at one point um that he would rather be on a beach smoking with bob marley so people thought that maybe that was something he did. Dude, I'd rather be on a beach smoking with Bob Marley, too. But that doesn't mean I just up that, and leave my life. I was going to say, that doesn't mean I'm going to drop out of all of the hard work I've been doing right. to just go be a beach bum. Right. Especially exactly. without telling a single soul. Exactly. Yes. <sighs> um, there's a second theory that he left the country to play in a Jimmy Buffett-style band. Again, why? I want to hit my head against the wall. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the third is that he got caught up chatting with the band um, and the staff locked him inside the building um, and that he left maybe through that construction site and fell and died. Don't you think they would have found him though? But they think that to avoid lawsuits maybe they covered it up. Okay. There's also another theory that he got caught with the band whatever got locked inside and then left but was met with foul play somehow like a robbery gone bad or or like a oh. got hit by a car or you know something like that um but yeah exactly it's all like very say, weird to un me unless he goes through the construction site there's cameras even though the know. building's closed the cameras I'm, are that, still going the, the, the one that opened up to the construction site was the only one that did not have a camera. Exactly. So even if he had gotten trapped inside, unless he left to the construction site, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. He would have been seen. Exactly. Um, there is another theory that Brian died in the Saluna, maybe of alcohol poisoning, and that his body was found by staff in the morning who turned off the video camera or off the surveillance cameras and got his body out of the building somehow. There is also a theory that he is still in the building somewhere. But don't you think the cadaver dogs would have been able to get them? I was going to say, yeah, there's there's too many issues with a lot of those. First of all, why the hell? I'm sorry. You work in a you're working at a bar. You're a server or a bartender. I'm not going to go to jail for hiding the body of somebody that died from alcohol poisoning. It might have been the owner and the manager. You know, it might have been something like that kind of situation. Who knows? Oh, well, that's that would be the only thing that would make sense because they'd be the ones that would probably get in trouble for over-serving him. Right, yeah. But even still, he went bar hopping. How are they supposed to know how much he had to drink? So it's like, I, yeah. I'm sorry, my first instinct would not to be, oh my God, and I, they mu have evidence I must hide this body. And <laughs> they have evidence that he, like, or from their, his friends, that, they had, that he had drank through the night at other places, not just their business. Mm -hmm. So they could prove probably that they hadn't over-served him. They could probably find his credit card receipt. And prove that he had they had not overserved him. Exactly. Um, that doesn't. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. Another theory is that he somehow slipped out and killed himself because he was distraught over his mother's death. Ugh. We're gonna talk about all this, girl. We'll talk about all these. <laughs> okay. The last, dis the last theory, is that he was possibly the victim of the smiley face killer. <gasps> Which is a theory which is widely discredited by the police and FBI. Cover um, up. But it fits part of the pattern. 
So um, there are these two. If you guys don't know anything about the smiley face killer, smiley face killer theory, um, there are these two retired New York City detectives named Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte. Duarte. Duarte, I believe. Okay, cool. Yay. Um, and they believe that a serial killer or possibly a group of killers, um, over a period I think of ten years or something like that. Yes. Um, targets young college-aged white men, men. Um, yep. <laughs> that they view as privileged as they leave le- as they leave parties and bars. I want to cover this eventually. I know. I we talked about this. Love this theory. So the other cases that the that um, Gannon and Duarte have like linked. I'm putting quotes here because mm-hmm. none of this is like. And this dismissed by a lot of thing by a lot of police headquarters and whatever. But whatever, I'll believe it. You know, you show me the evidence, and it's well presented. Yeah. Um. So, all of these deaths, um, have been determined to be accidental drownings. Yep. Or most of them. Yep. And their bodies are usually found next to bodies of water. Or in them. Or in them. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote in big letters, could the psychic be right? And they were just looking in the wrong place. <gasps> I forgot about what the psychic said. Yeah. Oh. Um, and graffiti of smiley faces have been discovered near, like, all of the bodies within feet of them. Yes. And it's, like, freshly. Freshly. Done. It's not yep. like, you can tell when, you know, it's not a new painting, you know. Um. Yep. Yeah, so that's that theory. That the, uh, we'll talk about this. Anyway, um, so the Ugly Tuna Saloon closed its doors in 2018. And I'm not sure if any more they are, but at the time of this article, um, the Saluna had been undergoing renovations to become an office building. Um, which it's like if they were going undergoing re- re- uh, renovations – you, his, think you think he'd find his body if it was in there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Brian's younger brother, Derek, is obviously still trying to find answers about why his brother is missing. Um, and his father had worked tirelessly on this for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, didn't want to let his father's work be in vain. Um, and interestingly enough... This is from like, well, this is from 2020. A picture of a homeless man in Mexico who resembled Brian was sent to the FBI. Um, but facial recognition software determined that it was not him. Um, and in March of, it's March 29th, sorry, of 2021, Columbus police released an age-progressed photo of what Brian would look like now, possibly, and he would be 42 years old this year. <laughs> um, and they're really hopeful that this photo may bring new evidence or new tips and stuff like that. Um, just some information about Brian here. He is six foot two, um, approximately 165 to 170 pounds. He has brown hair, hazel eyes, with a dot. It's like very noticeable, I guess. On his left iris. Um, and he has a Pearl Jam stick man tattoo on his right bicep. 
Okay. And if anyone has any information regarding the disappearance of Ryan Schaefer, please call the Columbus um, City, I'm going to need a help on this, um, the Columbus Police Department at 614-645-4545. And that, my friend, is the case of Ryan Schaefer. I don't know what the bug had in that guy. I mean, smiley face killer to me seems plausible. If that's real. I don't like saying it, but I think he's dead. I think he's dead, too. I definitely think he's dead. Okay, you can't. The, the number one thing is you cannot survive in the United States without your social security number. Yeah. Unless he successfully forged documents. Yeah, forged documents or managed to find some job that's willing to pay him under the table without a care in the world. There is no way that you would not have found him from. I mean, but if you go to somebody, they can, like, fake your passport. They can fake your social security card. They can fake your license. They can, and it all looks credible. It's possible. It's possible. It's not. I wouldn't say it's probable. It's not probable. Because, like, where is a medical student going to go find somebody to, like, to do high class forgeries? Yeah. That (laughs) that isn't, like, a hard criminal. But, like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened to him, man. I'm so confused. I definitely don't think that he is alive. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he's probably not alive. I just don't think... I just want them to find him whether he is or not. So I that they can have some closure. Especially because just somebody who is so close with his family. I can't see him as being somebody that even if he was depressed and realized that... He went to dinner with his brother and his dad. Exactly. Like, even if he wasn't, you know, in the field he wanted to go into and he was a little bit depressed, I feel like he would have been the kind of person that talked to his family. He went out to dinner with them. Like He was supposed to go on this big trip and propose to his girlfriend. Like, why would he just leave? And and he was... His mother, you said, three weeks before his disappearance? Yeah. I mean, I can understand being upset and grieving. Right. Obviously, that's freaking horrible to lose your mother. Right. I I don't know. I just... I feel like somehow he slipped out of the, the club unnoticed. That's my theory. He slipped out of the club somehow unnoticed, probably through that door. I don't think he would have died in the construction site, but maybe there was like an armed robbery that went bad uh, so or, or something he like that. He walked out with a group of people and he wasn't noticed. Maybe he just got caught up talking to somebody and yeah. they invited him to a party or something. And, and he, then he died there. He walked yeah. out. I, I think he, I do not think he died there. I don't think he died in the Selena. No, yeah, like it he just died at like that person's house or died, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, or, you know. Uh, like on the way, he he ends up leaving with a group of people. Maybe they went their separate ways. He was just talking in a conversation, and they were like, "Okay, well, we're gonna go home." Like, so he's outside the bar now and realizes they're closing. And maybe he was like, oh, "I'm just gonna make my way home." Maybe he was trying to flag down a taxi. Maybe somebody picked him up. Like yeah, maybe somebody picked him up. Yeah, like <laughs> there are so many theories. But my thing theories. is, if somebody picked him up, even if it was through that emergency exit or whatever that had no cameras, mm-hmm. there's no way that another business surveillance camera would Didn't not catch him. him. They would see him because they knew what he was wearing. Like, and that's my thing: is if he was in a group of people being ushered out the building, they'd still see him. Because yeah. they knew what he was wearing. And he's the only person wearing that thing. 
and he was tall and he's tall guy and so they probably even if he was caught up in a group would have seen his shirt and been like okay he left the building at this time yeah so he either changed clothes and left and they didn't know because he changed clothes or he left through that emergency exit door managed to get somehow through the construction site and onto the street without being caught by another business's surveillance camera yeah like that just doesn't add up to me like where did this guy go it's like he just vanished into thin air and i mean there's no mention of like so they went back to the saloon they checked all around they had the cadaver dogs there was no scent on him there was no uh, i mean even if he was stuck there, there would have been missing footage from the cameras if somebody yeah, they tried to get just yeah. his body. Like, there would have been something. Yes. But they didn't, there was no missing footage. There was no, like. Yeah. So weird. That's why I just, I have this feeling that he, maybe he just somehow got out of there unnoticed. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's possible. Uh, whether he was just looking the wrong way and the camera caught him at the wrong angle or. I mean, that camera's right over the entrance. And if they is probably like had somebody watching somebody. I wish I could see, like, I wish I could, I know you've seen the footage. Is it, like, clear? Or is it, like, stereotypical security camera footage that looks I'll like it was it filmed this. with a freaking potato? I'll show it to you after this. Okay. I could tell it was him. But the faces kind of look grainy. But you can tell what color his shirt's are. I mean, I'll show you the video when we're done. And maybe I'll post it. Maybe I'll find some way to post it. Yeah, yeah post like a screen clip of it or just Yeah, like I might not be able to post the whole thing, but I could probably post like screenshots of yeah. the video. I'm, I'm so confused. I don't know. And there was nothing. I mean, like, and, the, and if there was any indication of him trying to leave, you think he would have maybe packed things? Yeah, least, nothing's packed. Like, at least just like a missing photo of his mother. Or, like, just the one thing he would have brought with him. You think they would have found something gone. Nobody's used his credit card. Nobody's used his phone. Like, where'd this guy go? I can't even imagine the day that she called his phone and it rang. Oh, my God. I can't. I would have been like, I think I would have just immediately started sobbing. Like, I don't think I would have known what to do. I would. (laughs) That's awful. I wonder what happened to her. I hope she's okay. She finished med- medical school. She is engaged. Last time I read, oh, good for to her. someone else, um, living good. a happy life. Oh, her, so his brother is married and has children. Good for them mm. for at least being able to continue on. That's not easy to move on, at like least a little bit from it. To still being able to find happiness in that terrible, terrible situation. That's, uh, I can't even imagine. Just the not knowing. That would haunt me literally forever. Yeah, I don't... I literally can't tell you what I think happened. There's too I think there are... Too many possibilities. There's like, there's like eight or nine things that people think happened to him. I mean, if the smiley, case, the smiley face killer thing is real, it's possible that somebody could have picked him up. But, but again, how did he get? I mean, somebody would have seen him get him getting into a cab. Exactly. Then again, he that w- it brings us right back to the, he would have had to have left the bar, and it just seems like he never left the bar. You know, was there? That's um, what it seems like. Was there an employee entrance? I wonder. Like an employee only, but it probably would have still had a camera. It had a camera on it, from what I'm aware. From what I'm aware. 
All of them except that weird exit thing. Were there windows? <laughs> yeah, he jumped out the window. <laughs> she climbed to the roof. Um, I mean, he could have, I guess. I uh, waited for people to leave. But and it's then like, why? But why? But see, it, like, the, the few things that you could be like, okay, well, he could have. It's just like, why, though? Why would he have done that? He, like, it, literally, if you don't want to be a doctor anymore, just be like, Dad, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. Yeah. Like, maybe he'd be upset, but... He'll be kind of sad and a little bit disappointed, but, I mean... He's going to support. There's no reason for you to just disappear from your family. Yeah, like, running from that is not the most sane option. Yeah. And And everybody said that he seemed like he, like, I mean, he was a little sad. I mean, obviously he was sad because of his mom. But see, his mom died three weeks before that. He seemed to be handling it well, and he seemed to be doing okay. Like, people didn't think that he was a wreck. I mean, he might have been a wreck behind closed doors, but he wasn't showing it out in public. I mean, he's three weeks from his mother's, you know, death. He's out at a bunch of bars drinking. I I don't think he fell into the construction site. I'm sorry. They can't be held legally liable for that. No. I was gonna say, especially if there's there's most likely 18 million signs. Yeah, and if they have post if they have posted signs like and that door was probably locked. There's yeah. especially if it was nighttime and there weren't people working out there, that door was most likely locked. There are doors like that though where they'll lock from the outside. They won't lock from the inside. If you can't come in but you can go out. Yeah. That's true. But it's again, why why would anybody want to hide a body? Why yeah, would why wouldn't they just be honest and be like this kid died? Like the fir- like you get to the construction site in the morning, the first person there and you go, "Oh my god, there's a kid. There's a body in this ditch." I have to call 911. Like, you just got to work. Clearly, it's not your fault. Clearly, there was an accident. Like, yeah. There is no way that somebody would be like, I have to cover this up. Why? Why would they want to cover it up? It's not their fault. But yeah, the only reason like, that they gave was to avoid lawsuits, but it's like, um, they wouldn't. I mean, I mean, let me know, you guys. Would they be sued for that? If anybody knows anything about that, would. Maybe would a construction site get sued for that? I don't know. I feel like, if anything, the restaurant would get sued yeah. for, that, for not having it more properly blocked exactly. off. Exactly. Like, cones in front of the door, or like, 18 freaking cones in a row, or, like, something. Yeah, exactly. If they can access that door. I mean, I feel like if the door goes out to a construction site, it's probably not that accessible. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and I mean, the, the police said, like... It would have been hard for someone to navigate through that even sober during the daytime. My, if I had to put a theory, I would say he managed to get out of the Saluna, not seen by cameras. So probably through that. Probably unintentionally. I do not think he was hiding. No, I don't think he was either. Like I said, I think maybe he met some people or he just left at the same time as a big group and they all got caught up on the escalator that cameras didn't, you can't really recognize them. Camera footage is kind of eh. And maybe out in the parking lot, whether he thought it was a taxi or somebody offered him a ride from that parking lot. That's why nobody else picked him up on camera. Because he got into a car in that parking lot. And he was, whether he was in somebody, like, somebody knocked him out, shoved him in a trunk. It's like... I but there was, like, some sort of parking unit or parking structure. Wouldn't there be security cameras in a parking lot? I feel like they would have mentioned it. But I don't know. 
Yeah. I feel like they would have said there was no, like, he like he wasn't seen on the escalator, and then he wasn't seen in the lot. That's true. They would have said that. Huh. But I don't know. That's that's my thought, is so that weird. he just met the wrong person. At the wrong time. At the wrong time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could have been, like, a robbery gone bad. Yeah. It could have been anything. I don't, I mean, I don't think they're going to get away. I don't either, unfortunately. I just feel terrible for those for Derek, his yeah, brother. Yeah, Derek. And I mean Randy before he died. I mean at uh, least maybe if he's in heaven and his wife's in heaven and I hope they're at least together. Brian is in heaven, maybe. I ho- I just hope that they're resting easy together and yeah. that his dad can finally just relax. I can't even imagine how mad that would have driven him. His I wife's I dead. He can't find his son. Like mm-hmm. that's just you you've in the span of a month. You've lost half your family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I would have cracked, too. I think I would have been obsessed with the case, too. I can't I can't blame him at all for oh how God. he was. It's crazy. I mean, he's like, I mean, you look at pictures. He's like a good looking guy. He's going to medical school. He has a ma- uh, he has a, a, a bachelor's degree in microbiology. Like. He, like, he's got everything going for him. He doesn't have a really a reason to just pick up everything and go. Yeah. My thing is that somehow some sort of foul play is involved. Something happened. What it was, we don't know. But I don't think that he killed himself or that he left of his, like, just picked up his life. And I mean, I'm still a little sus with the fact that Clint lawyered up. Very sus. But do I think he had anything to do with it? I don't really think so. And I know you talked about... I think they would have found evidence that he was involved. Yeah. There are text messages and phone calls. And and I know you talked about the fact that, like, Randy sent him a letter right before he died about, oh, you know, please, like, if if you're hiding anything on his behalf, like, please just tell me. Like, I don't think there was anything... I mean... I think he told them all that he knew. And that maybe that there had been... And, like, they said... There was that one article that said that they were roommates. I know that there can be a bitter bond between roommates. <laughs> oh, do we know? Oh, oh frenemies. <laughs> oh, man. You love them. You love to hate them. But um, I just, I don't think that's what happened. I don't think he had anything to do with it. No, I don't think so either. Because I, I just. It was rude that he was, like, being, making disparaging comments and stuff like that. And, and that, and stuff like, but, you know, but. It doesn't. We all handle things differently, and when the police come after you, and you know you have admitted to being in an argument with somebody, you were la- like you were the like the last person seen with them, and that looks suspicious. It does look suspicious, and he could have just freaked out and been like, "I can't, I don't want, I can't handle this. I don't want anything to do with it." Yeah, yeah, like, and I can see that side of it too. I just there is no like blatantly obvious clue i told like you i was like i don't know what, i told you right from the beginning i don't know what the fuck happened to this guy i don't know what happened to him the only thing i can think of is that he was met with some sort of foul play yep and somehow slipped out of the building unnoticed by ser- by security cameras like that's all i can think of that's all i can think of i don't think that he just picked up his life yeah i don't think that he killed himself i don't i mean maybe the ser- maybe the serial killer theory maybe the smiley face thing. The fact that they haven't even found, like, his cell phone. No, I know. Like. 
it just makes me think that somebody picked it up, turned it off. Smashed it. Smashed it. Did something. Yeah. Where's his wallet? Where, like, and his cards aren't being used. Yep. So, obviously, this if somebody did kill him, the motive wasn't murder. Yeah. That is true. I wonder. I kept saying robbery gone bad, but now that I think about that, if his credit cards haven't been used. The the river that you said that they. That one. (laughs) Is that like, is that a huge, huge river? Pretty big. Is it? I think so. Hmm. I mean, they had to wade in with like booties and stuff. Little, like, those overall things that come up to, like, your chest. Because I just, I do, I wonder if he could have just been a victim that was tossed into the water. Well, a lot of the smiley face killer victims, like, there are some that have been found, but there are a bunch that have not been found. Well, I know because, see, okay, so a big part of, I I don't know if you, I know I recommended the episode of And That's Why We Drink because they covered the smiley face killer at one point. I didn't listen to it. Okay, so a big part of it takes place in Boston. Yeah. And for a long time, and I can attest to this, my friend back home, Jordan, she can attest to this, there was like a period of time where bodies were popping up in the Charles River left and right. Young, white males that they just said accidentally drowned. How? And it, like, they were like, and that's to the point where high school me was like, this sus. (laughs) Like, it didn't make sense. And even if it isn't the smiley face killer, there was something weird going on. Right. Like, and you just, you never know. Yeah. You never, never know. I mean, I guess we'll never really know until they find Brian's body. Yeah. And, I mean, it exists, they find Brian's body. I hope they do. I hope they do it sometime soon. I hope, honestly, I hope they do it sometime in Derek's lifetime so he can get closure. Yes. Yes. That would be ideal. Yeah. But. I mean, there's this other, that other woman, I forget what her name is now that I'm not looking it up. Um, Lori, oh, Lori Davis. Um, who's the spokesperson for the family, and she said that she's, like, not going to stop anything. She said she's, like, now kind of, like, obsessed to the point that Randy's the victim. Her, like, son, who's, like, young. Now, how how did she become a spokesperson for the family again? She just, like, became interested in the case and wanted to help. Is she just, like, because you said that um, Randy called her a lot. She's just, Was like, she just, like, a family friend? She did not know the family. Okay. As far as I'm aware, she just became involved in, like, the search for Brian, wanted to help Randy look for him. Okay. Became so she kind of just became, like, a support for yeah, him and, and got involved. All right. And then, be- and then got involved with him personally, like, as a friend later on. Okay. You know, at first it was kind okay. of just like, I, I want to help you find Brian. I'm intrigued by this. I really, like, want to help you. Yeah, I was, I, because f- I was like, wait a second, how did she come into this if he's got, there's really no family left, but, but okay, that Derek makes sense. But doesn't really publicly talk about it. I don't blame him. Um, so I feel like she's the she intermediary. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably a good thing then. If, sh- if she's comfortable yeah. being the one to talk about it, then I think I'd let her do that too. Yeah. I don't think I could imagine if if I lost somebody that way. I don't think I'd be able to talk about it either. No, and then, like, his mom and his dad, like, you know, the whole thing happened within his mom dies, his brother goes missing three weeks later, and then his dad dies two and a half years later. Yeah. Like, that's so quick mm-hmm. for things to just dismantle your life. Yeah. 
That's freaking crazy. Thanks, Stephen Queens. <laughs> Seriously, Stephen Queens, you destroyed us. Jeez, <laughs> 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 my brain freaking. Yeah, I'm. Li- I'm literally like, I don't know what any of these. Are. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. Uh, but guys, tell us what you think. Yeah, send us some. Honestly, Stephen Queens. Please hit me up. What the hell do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, what do you guys think? Tell us. Guys, if you don't know, Stephen Queens recommended this because it's it's their hometown. It is their hometown. This is where they're this from. Where so they're I wonder from. if they have any insider knowledge. We'll tag them in the post. <laughs> like, guys, hit us up. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> but you guys let us know, too. Please. Okay, Nicole. Where can they find us? Guys. <laughs> all right. Get ready for this list. <laughs> we are on Facebook and Instagram at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. We are on YouTube in your little search bar at Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. And if you'd like, you can head over to www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. And you can check out a little bit about us. There is um, a whole page of all the wines we've tried. And you just edit it. Edit yes. it. Did, 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 did. Yes. I just made gave some updates. But made it makes it look a little bit better. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is a whole page. You can listen to all of our episodes. Um, there is. You can learn about us a little bit. I think I might have said that. Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, contact page. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> it's late at night, guys. <laughs> yeah, we don't normally uh, record this. <laughs> there is a whole page where you can contact us, guys. The form will send things right to our email. So send us send us your theories on this case. Yes. Send us topics you want us to cover. Yes. Monthly topics. Yes. You can send us um, anything. Cases. Cases that you have heard about but involved in. Don't murder people wait what <laughs> like your own hometown things? is that what you're talking about oh my goodness <laughs> send us your hometown cases. i mean if you're a serial killer hey you can send us an email <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you up to <laughs> oh no oh god i'm dead um but send us some love just tell send us send us like um, Tell some, us like, wine listener recommendations, stories. listener stories. If yes. you've tried any of the wines that we've tried, anything, guys. Tell us anything. You can send us a message that literally just says hi, and I'll be like, "This is the mas- most amazing thing in the world." Hello. <laughs> You'll get like an all caps message back. Hello. <laughs> Probably eighteen smiley faces. <laughs> um, <laughs> but and then if you'd like to listen to us, oh man, guys, we are Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Amazon Music slash Audible. We are on Google Podcast, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and our host platform, Podbean. We love them. We love Podbean. They're pretty great. They're pretty great. Anyway, guys, keep staying tuned for this month because yeah. we've got some fun things planned. Oh, we have so much coming your way. We are so excited. We know that we keep saying this like every week, but it's coming. It's, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's just been in the works for a while. Oh, a long time. <laughs> And so, oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I literally can't wait. Oh, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Yes. 
We love y'all so much. We love you, you listen to us all the time and you make our hearts happy. Yeah. <laughs> we love that you love us. <laughs> I mean, I hope. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, until next time. Don't be a buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a buzzkill. Just be a buzzard. Just be a buzzard. <laughs> uh, okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.